concise copywriting with Robert Gidry. Hello and welcome to Build a Bootcamp. I'm your host, LJ Haywood. Uh, Build a Bootcamp is a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs who are frustrated with their jobs. You can join me and learn how to build and scale your own business. Now, during each episode, I introduce a topic that relates to business or entrepreneurship and whether or not it's myself or a special guest. Today, we have Robert. The information will be, value, will be valuable in building and scaling your own business. We'll get started right after this. Concise copywriting with Robert. How you doing, Rob? How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, man. I see you got the dogs in the back. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. What kind of dogs you got? I have a border collie and an Australian shepherd mix. Uh, my Australian shepherd, he's about uh, three years old, and the border collie is one and a half. So, okay. as you can imagine, they be they're full of energy and and love. So it's it's a fun day every day. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So yeah, man. So today we're going to be talking about copywriting. And it was funny because you and I just had uh, a kind of a strategy call. We're talking about business and kind of working on some projects that we're going to probably not talk about just yet, but just stay tuned for that. But um, during that call, I learned a lot about copywriting and I thought it'd be a great idea to have you on the podcast to kind of share some of the basics because I, I found a lot of times, and uh, this is very common in places where we have strengths, is that you just think that most people just get it. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I I didn't know my strength was in like communication and, and getting to know people and networking until I realized that I've seen you don't know you're good at something until, you, until you've seen it done pretty bad. It's true. <laughs> and so and so I've been working with an author, um, Lisa Escalante. She wrote, wrote a book. And so uh, I learned a lot about writing. And mm -hmm. one of the things that she that I found working with her is that she just assumes that everybody can just write. Because you, because you're naturally gifted at something. I don't know if this is just the case. Have you ever struggled with that? Like, because uh, you seem to pretty much even when we were getting ready for the show, I was putting together some things uh, as far as like the banner ad. By the way, guys. Uh, speaking of which, um, if you're getting value out of this conversation while we're going through it, only if you get value out of it, please share it with at least three people, and make sure you DM Robert concise to book a free website review. He'll look over your website and look over the copy and give you some really good feedback and. Uh, He's doing that as a, as a thank you to being on the show, uh, mm -hmm. uh, to, for being on the show. So thank you to that uh, to, to you for doing that for our audience, Rob. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, it'll be really fun. It'll be really, really helpful to kind of get, give you some ideas and kind of get that, uh, get those wheels turning in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so you so you, you were kind of giving me some feedback. For example, I was asking you about, uh, let's talk about podcasting for a second, and then I want to get to your background. So, um what are some things you could teach a podcaster as it relates to copy? We talked about a little bit on the, on the uh, uh, on our conversation before the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of it is stuff that you already do as a podcast. You have to find, a t you have to figure out a title for your podcast. You know, you have to figure out a title for your podcast that works in, in the same sense in your, you know, in your show notes or when you're promoting your podcast, you need to make sure that you lead with the most interest and value that you can provide to get that emotional reaction. So people actually want to click and I'm like, yeah, I actually want to listen to this. I remember we were talking earlier, uh, if the podcast is already done, something that, you know, something that you could do to improve the response to your podcast is find the best quote, you know, the most awesome quote that's going to really get people riled up and share that so that people want more. 
Yeah, because I remember uh, you were asking me, okay, because there's different things you would do. And this is very important. I wanted to point out that you pointed out to me what you would, the copy you would write on the announcement side of the thing, of whatever the event is. For mm -hmm. example, we're using podcasts as an example or on the back end. And you're like, well, on the back end, it's a little more challenging, but you could still do it because you've already got some information you can kind of pull from. Right, exactly. Right. So tell me a little bit about, because I, I want to get more into that. But before we go into that, uh, you have an interesting uh, story and background, man. So t tell us a little bit about your background. Where'd you grow up? I grew up uh, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, my dad was, I guess my dad was a restaurant manager. So I was born in Pennsylvania and moved around the Midwest. Right. Uh, my dad lost his job during the 2008 uh, crash and didn't, he, he probably could have picked up another job, but just he wasn't, uh, he wasn't feeling it and it didn't really align with its values at the time. So right. he became a, uh, he became involved in urban ministry. Sorry, but I, I just looked at my computer and I forgot to plug it in. I've been, I've been, I got this new equipment. Oh, that's important. <laughs> Do you want to ask the question again? Yeah, man. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So my, so I grew, grew up around the Midwest, was born in Pennsylvania and my dad was a restaurant manager. So we would move where there was work in Indiana, mm -hmm. Illinois, Michigan, Ohio. And in the 2008, when the market fell out, people didn't go to restaurants as much. Mm -hmm. So he he was uh, laid off and let go. He could have gotten back into that later if, if he'd wanted to. But at that point in his life, it didn't exactly align with his values and where he was at. So he mm -hmm. became uh, involved in urban ministry. I grew up uh, in a Christian, you know, Christian family. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm actually kind of on that path as well. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, when you booked this podcast that you're uh, one one thing you're you're in the military, um, mm -hmm. army uh, officer, right? Yes. Mm. And and how does that relate? I'll let you answer this question. So how does that relate to to ministry? Uh, what you're doing in the military? Yeah. So I am a uh, so I'm currently a seminary student. I was enlisted four and a half years, mm -hmm. and have have both before and since since the calling to to be a military chaplain to offer offer religious support counseling and engagement and relationship with soldiers to, to really help them uh, to process their you know family life, their emotions, their spiritual life, their purpose. Why am I here? Which kind of aligns with copywriting. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think that, uh, man, I got to, I got to introduce you to Elisa because the book that we, I mentioned that she wrote is, uh, is she's a veteran, right? And so she, her book is called uh, Unseen, Uncovering the Invisible Wounds of Military Trauma. And it talks about some of the things because she works in uh, mental health, mm -hmm. uh, things that area. So um, what are some of the, while you're going through seminary school, if you don't mind sharing, like what are some of the things that they teaching you right now? Yeah. So primarily I've been right now, I've been front loading the study of the Bible. So I've been doing my Greek, uh, Greek and Hebrew uh, mm -hmm. study as learning how to interpret and apply the Bible to everyday life. So, mm -hmm. you know, for my, I'm taking Old Testament interpretation right now where I, where I read the Old Testament in the original language. But I'm also doing what's called uh, cultural exegesis, examining how people are thinking now. Mm. So, so exegesis is just a fancy word for, for like a method, you know, like your method of interpretation. So mm. it's, it's how, how do we interpret the scriptures? But it's also, so cultural exegesis is examining the culture now how how are people thinking? How are people acting? How are people reacting? You know, looking at you know how we use social media, the media, and mm -hmm. uh, and our education systems. How is that shaping the way things are going and how people are thinking right now? So that I can apply that stuff that was written. 
thousands of years ago to today. That's very interesting. That is very, very interesting. And that must help you with what you're doing as far as your business. Cause you're, you're, you like to write, I'm, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> what, uh, so early on when you were a kid, uh, what were some of these you liked? Like, were you, were you writing, were you like into poetry? Were you into like just reading? Like what was some of your, uh, your hobbies? Yeah, I, I mean, I love to read and poetry, uh, poetry was huge. I think that's, that's the most, I think, relatable to what I'm doing now because right. the, the words that I use, I only get so many words in poetry. Usually you only get so many words. So mm -hmm. the words that you use are especially important. The, the flow and the way that it sounds is also very important. Same thing with copywriting. You know, people mm -hmm. like that, that quick snappy line or that, you know, those like, you know, those jingles that you hear on, you know, old time radio that is like, <laughs> just like really engaging and fun. And it plays in your head like day after day. I'm always very impressed with writers because like, that's not my skill set. It's not one of the things that I'm um, the best at. And mm -hmm. so from that perspective, I'm always very impressed with people that know how to, the wordsmiths, you know what I'm saying? It's very, it's very interesting to me. Um, early on, did you, uh, was there a reason why you gravitated towards books? Uh, I mean, what was it that made you gravitate towards writing? I think a lot of it was my was my family. My my dad was very well read, so I grew up around books. I I always had books, and when I got them, I loved them. And I would spend hours you know, I would spend hours reading. I think I read the whole Lord of the Rings series when I was fourteen. Oh um, shit! And, yeah, <laughs> and I love it. That the the language is amazing. The world building is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I could probably do a, do a whole podcast and talk about that. I could do yeah, several, I could, could do a whole. You could do a whole entire like. Like the whole podcast, not just an episode. You could do like the whole podcast just talking about the the Lord of the Rings universe. <laughs> but I'm probably not going to do that. <laughs> not on this podcast, but maybe next. Maybe maybe when I start a Lord of the Rings series, we can talk about it on that one. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. So, um, you, you decided to go into copywriting pretty uh, pretty much uh, during COVID, right? Um, during yeah. This whole pandemic. What was what was the deciding factor that that wanted you to do that? Because you're a reservist, right? I, I know right. you you mentioned that. Um, can you kind of explain to me what was that? Because the reason why I'm asking you this question, and it's not to put you on the spot, but it's really because I like to have people on my podcast that made that decision to mm -hmm. go into business for themselves, and, because it, it it it's not just having like a Tony Robbins type figure talk about business because he's so you know saying he's been doing it for years. What encouraged you to kind of go into this space? Well, there's, so there's, there's three parts of it. So there's the, you know, there's like the ministry component. I was in a, you know, I had a one year internship and I really struggled because it was in a, it was at a church plant, which is very entrepreneurial. I'm actually not naturally an entrepreneurial person. I love the structure of the military and the, you know, I know, know when I get up for PT, I know when I show up to work, I know when I'm going to leave, you know, usually I know when I'm going to leave for the day. Mm -hmm. And that that really, really jived with how, how I operate. And I started to discover some of these weaknesses about myself doing doing that of, okay, how do I prioritize? How do I how do I plan my time? Most of my work was done at home. And I'd never I'd never done work like that before. That this was pre pandemic. Gotcha. Um, and and so I really I really struggled. So uh, about you know, about a year and it wasn't, it, it wasn't working out yet. Cause I didn't, I didn't have those, some of those skill sets and right. the right drive and the right mindset to, to really thrive there. So I decided to become a virtual assistant to kind of try and make up for some of those, you know, to make up for some of those things, to try and be more entrepreneurial, to try and develop communication skills and networking skills that are going to be 
very important for ministry. Mm. So, um, so I, I was like, I, I think I, how I heard about it was Kevin O'Leary. I, I'm, I'm a big finance nerd. So Graham Stephan, Kevin O'Leary, uh, meet Kevin, some of those, some of those different guys, they talk about business, you know, starting your own business, crypto stocks, all that stuff. And, uh, I started following Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank and he was talking about how, you know, one of the easiest pathways into entrepreneurship is being a virtual assistant and learning how kind of learning more about how business works. So I learned so much, even though I ultimately decided that it wasn't worth, you know, it wasn't worth it. I wasn't going to be able to charge enough to make it worthwhile building the leads. I learned so much about how business works, how to, how cold emailing is not the way to go. I started doing that and just didn't get anything. Um, well, so tell me about that. So how, how, what was that lesson like? Because I mean, that's, it's, it could be kind of embarrassing, but Hey, you know, yeah, for sure. I think that early on in business, you got to you're going to get your nose bloodied a little bit. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Make, you're going to make some mistakes. Can you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, interested in helping real estate professionals, like real estate agents, investors, okay, uh, contractors, things like that. Um, so I found some of those people already had staff, so that there wasn't a huge need for that. But so when I sent emails, I just didn't get responses back. That was the that was kind of the the, the kicker for me. So it was kind of hard <laughs> to you know it's hard to justify spending that much time when it's just not it just it's wasn't not working. working. It's not working. We actually talked about that um, about follow up, and I think that mm -hmm. a lot of people have a misconception, kind of. And th this is just my philosophy. I don't really think and I was just making to make sure that the uh, the podcast is public on uh, on Facebook. Um, so I don't really think that follow up in the sense of just bombarding somebody with, with phone mm -hmm. calls is one, even effective. And two, you're going to get burnt out doing it that way. Right. You know? Unless unless they've already expressed interest that they want to talk to you. Bingo. Bingo. So I. I like to warm up my leads. And I think that the mm -hmm. reason why I started doing the podcast was a way for me to kind of warm up the relationship to them. I was on a, I was, I was just, uh, I'll share this with you, not to brag, but it's, it, it kind of shows uh, the type of stuff I'm doing. So now when I'm taking in calls, uh, if they're calling me for a strategy call, I think you and I had a conversation about that. The conversation that I'm having, I was driving from, uh, from here in Delaware, where I'm currently at, and I was going to a cookout in Virginia. And my friends on the phone was in a car with me. I said, hey, man, I would love to go to your cookout, but I have all these calls I got to make uh, they're in, uh, to clients. And he was like, no, man, you can make them in the car while we're driving. For, so for two hours, I was making these, uh, I was doing these uh, these consultations. And it was like, hey, LJ, like every call was just like, hey, what's up, man? You know, and he's like, you would think you knew these people for years. That's the kind of thing that I want when I'm talking to potential customers or clients, right? Right. It's not... Who the hell are you? Why are you calling me? Um, mm -hmm. And and there's ways to do that, which is like what we're talking about here with 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 the podcast. And I think you're going to be working on some workshops and things like that to kind of get people familiar with how you do business, so that way um, they're 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 aware of it. And I think that mm -hmm. for me, I've seen bad copy because <laughs> you were in the copy. It's not hard to find. It's not hard to find. <laughs> and then I've also seen bad follow-up where mm -hmm. I've booked a call with somebody that I was interested in. What they, I was literally like not really super sold on it. And all I needed to have was a conversation. And I was clear that, okay, you know what? Let me give you a call tomorrow and see if this is a good fit. 
the the gentleman proceeded to just bombard me with all these text messages about how I'm not taking my business seriously, how real business owners make decisions quickly, and all the things you hear mm -hmm. from very pitchy, salesy type mm -hmm. things. It's like, um, one, I know when I make a decision, like you just like, don't attack my you don't don't. That's the worst thing you could do is attack the person you're trying to work with. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and so that nothing to feel good about you. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to make me feel like shit, you know, like, oh, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, that doesn't work with me, buddy. So I literally just blocked him on everything because once he did that, once he said that to me, I was like, oh man, I actually wanted to work with them, um, but mm -hmm. I wasn't gonna move forward right then and there because I had other things going on. And the thing is, I, I'm, he's not a mind reader; he probably has no idea why I wanted to wait. But sometimes those little tactics you use to close the deal on the back end aren't effective. And I was gonna share this with you because you and I were talking about how to close sales, right? Right. And one of the things that I'm really focused on is I do 90% presentation and maybe like 10% close. So most of the time when it comes to closing the deal, I have systems in place now where that that conversation has already been decided by the client. Right. It's like, it's almost automatic. Like you, they get to, because you've provided them so much value. They're like, wait, but I don't have enough yet. Mm -hmm. exactly. That's kind of what you're going for. Yeah. Yeah. And so I actually, hold on, I have, I have, I'm going to go back to my notes here. Um, let me see. So, so you came to that epiphany. So you, so, you, so the epiphany for you was really the Kevin O'Leary stuff when you started seeing that. And I love that you did that. I, you're very intelligent. I can tell because going into business cold Turkey, like I've seen people that will quit their entire job and never even, you know, ran a lemonade stand. That's crazy mm -hmm. to me. So that's too risky. I think that what you did was like he said, hey, become a VA, support someone that's already in business, learn how they operate. If they're successful in their business, you'll learn a lot of tips and tricks. You'll get paid while doing it. And then it, when you can go into your own thing. So what were some of the lessons that you learned while being a VA? Yeah. I mean, so so your schedule, your time becomes so much more important. I didn't realize the value of my time mm -hmm. before I went to business as much. Um, so how much time it takes to you know, email people, generate leads. I also found, um, you know, not to, I mean, gotta be careful, but up, you know, Upwork, at least for something that, that's someone that's like me, it just, it, it kind of felt like a scam because you're kind of going up in front of everybody and it's a race to the bottom of who, who's got the lowest price. I agree. I agree. And the other end of it is that they're charging me to, they're, they're, they end up charging me twice for the lead because I have to pay for tokens, so to speak, so I can pitch to people and I'm getting... And and they're taking twenty percent, basically they're taking twenty percent commission off. Is of that the I'm reason making. why? Is that the reason why you created your own? I'm I'm gonna cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean that it was ultimately why I created my own website, and I think I'd right. already done that. I just wanted to get some work done to show that I could do it. And I'm starting. I found out now as a copywriter that that isn't necessary. What's that? What's not necessary? Uh, Upwork. Upward, like freelancing oh, websites no. aren't no, necessary. It's not. You know, it's interesting too because uh, we, you and I were talking like your website, in my opinion, and this is like where I'm at now, is kind of like, um, it's it's nice to have, but because you have apps like Calendly and certain things yeah. in place, I look at the website as a way to kind of display what I've done for people. And then the mm -hmm. book me, that's the most important thing. Right. And I think that when you look at places like Upwork, you're automatically competing because when when the client comes into that user interface, Upwork doesn't care about you as the entrepreneur or the freelancer. Mm -hmm. They want to get the, the person that's coming in there the cheapest deal possible. 
So that they're, right. they're going to show your face up against all these other people. And clients yeah. are suffering because they're they're thinking they're getting this great deal, but really they're you know they're potentially getting you know people you know outsourcing work from people that are you know there's a bit of you know there might be a bit of a language barrier. There might be they might not be very experienced, um, and it can and it can be kind of tricky to work off platform and all that and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. let me ask you a question. Cause I, I know you're going to be doing some, uh, some stuff on clubhouse reviewing websites and kind of giving people mm -hmm. feedback. What are some of the, the key things, you know, you don't, you don't do a whole dissertation, but you know, what are some of the key things that you look at when you're looking over somebody's website? Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing is your website's not actually about you. I'm sorry. Like it's, you know, we like, we like ourselves and, and we want, we want to show people the best side of ourselves, but ultimately your, your website should be telling the story of the customers should be telling the story of the client. So what, so your the first thing that they should see is so what, you know, like why, why should I buy your product or service? And it, it should be crafted in such a way to, to pull out their, emotions and be interesting and engaging because otherwise they're going to, you know, they're going to lose them. I think people spend about an average of um, 10, 10 seconds on a web page, I think. So you can greatly increase your chances of conversions if you can keep people engaged for longer. Okay, great, great. And so like, for example, like on my website, and then it's gonna suck because then you look at my sheet like, all right, this looks like trash. All right, <laughs> no, all right. Let me pull up. Let me pull up my website and we'll we'll take a look at it. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll take some feedback. Let me see here. All right, let's see. Um, and I have a one pager. I have a one pager, and I right, got the website up. Okay, and you said it's not about you, but the first thing is a big ass picture of me. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I think it's good for people to see you because your business is so personal. So you are the product. Okay, so you're showing it, people the product, so that's actually good. You don't have to be nice, man. You could be rude. Yeah, <laughs> take it. It depends. It depends on what's. It depends what's the on. The, okay. Do I need to look it up myself? No, I got you, bud. I got it pulled oh, up right cool. here. You got me. All right, cool. So here's the website. Now, now keep in mind, most of my website is optimized for the uh, the phone. Okay, so this is on a desktop version of it. So anyhow, so I got there. Um, mm. Logo myself. Build and scale your business. Yeah, the bootcamp podcast. What would you change here? So I think so. What you got? What you actually have here is actually pretty good. But I feel like the build and scale your business in a podcast for the aspiring entrepreneur is just too small. You want people to. Re you really want people to read that. I think. Okay, gotcha. Um, so like yeah, the, the word good. Obviously, you want your because because the product in this case is the podcast. Okay. So you want you do want that to be probably still be bigger. But I would I would want to try and make the. And make this probably like headlines a bit bigger so that people really steal uh really see that um great, great, or you could great. like put it in that image like you could you could put some of that language like next year from oh, you know, kind of next to your face or something like, like that i'm saying yeah. it yeah oh that's a good idea see guys you gotta hire this kid <laughs> he's got the goods all right so then i have here subscribe uh join elders inner circle newsletter for secret business strategy special events and exclusive live stream Q and A with your favorite guests. What do you think about that? I, I mean, you're probably gonna hate. Like, I guess subscribe. It is clear. I, I for my branding, I probably would go with something kind of cutesy, which you, which I don't think that fits your brand. So I think subscribe is good. It's straight to the point. Um, <laughs> I think you're, I think you're holding punches on me. You try to be nice. All right, all right. I, I, I mean, I mean a little bit. I don't know. I would try and like, you know, with with my branding, 
like you know I, I came up with like the create you know the creative co consultation because like I, I want I want the button you know the button to kind of tell I kind of want the button to tell my story consultation okay that's dope okay but, but, but for you I'd have to I'd have to think about that if I want to change it yeah, but think subscribe about it. is good because you're you're definitely a straight to the point kind of guy like this is the lowdown I've I've got the information subscribe that yeah, might then, actually work better for you then here I've got uh, oh that's great the video. episodes. And then I've got a link to the podcast. They can play it right there on the website. I might put a link to the podcast like right underneath the headline. You know what? I actually, I'm thinking about getting rid of the video and just having the audio on there. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I would do it. So like go above, like I would put the link to the, like your most recent podcast actually. Right like Right under your picture. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Um, get them locked in with that. That's, right? not, that's not necessarily copywriting. I guess that's more UI UX, but I do think of, I definitely do think about the, the design and I, I am actually kind of interested in being, you know, also providing services as a creative director where I kind of do, I, I provide some of the concepting and like the, you know, the head knowledge ideas to work with yeah. the designer together so that we can synthesize and make a beautiful, that's like, a good idea. Work. So moving this up though, for sure. All right. Yeah. And then I have here some, some simple calls to action. So uh, they can book a consultation with me that goes to my calendar right there. Uh, I help entrepreneurs get clarity on their business strategy, social media marketing, messaging, target marketing, personal branding, along with a clear roadmap towards implementation. Um, and then here it just it says get connected. This goes to my Instagram. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. actually, this this actually goes to the connection call. So the free one-on-one uh, -on -one for 30 minutes, right? And then yeah. that's it. I kept it super simple. So there's not right. a lot of pages. I think what you need though, and this is also, this isn't copywriting either, but okay. uh, with... Um, I, th I think you should have a menu up top and you still do okay. the one. I, like, I have a one pager as well, but I have, what, I have what's called anchors. So like when you click, so like that way people can get to the information that they want right away. Okay. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Gotcha. That does um, make sense. Okay, cool. So, um, you know, free, free non-copywriting tips, but. <laughs> Bam. Look at that, guys. This guy's, I put you on a spot. That was actually un, un, unscheduled, unrehearsed, just straight up. So let's. You uh, have let's a sense of content creation. So a lot of the principles of, I said, you have a good head for content creation. So as far as the specific text, which is actually what I do, it's really good. You just need to like, you just need to highlight and bring up, you want to front load the good stuff, you know, so to speak, so that people are like, yes, I, this is what I want. You hear you that want, from Robert, LJ that right away. Shit. he just needs to be better at doing it. <laughs> 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 no, man, I think you're, you're, you're spot on. The thing is, I like working with people that already have something going and the cars are already in motion and i'm just hey look we're going this place you know what i'm saying like you, you could drive the car you don't know where we're going but you have the skills in place to all like i'm not giving you your license for the first time like you've mm -hmm. driven this car before we're just going down to a place you haven't been before and that's who i like to partner with is that kind of similar like what you like to do as well yeah for sure i really you enjoy like the new, the new stuff because like i want to help entrepreneurs because they can elevate their uh, they can elevate themselves economically through mm. because if you start your own business potential profits are unlimited potential losses are also significant so there's like there's that risk reward but if you're ready to take the next step and you have that right personality and that right drive and you know where you want to go starting a business is a really great option and i want to i would love to help people do that yeah partner up with them for sure for sure so as we're kind of winding down, uh, I mean, we still got a little bit of time, so we can continue to talk. But uh, 
let, let's talk about when you when you put together your business, you know, before you got really kind of going and now you're in the podcast. So I'm really proud of you for doing these kind of things, kind of putting yourself out there. Uh, what was your initial plan? Like you said, you mentioned the the VA was starting the business like, you know, what I'm saying was that in the loop? Like, did you have like a certain time frame? You're like, all right, I'll do the VA thing for a little bit of time. Then I'll go ahead into this. Like, what was that like? Or did you just kind no, of so actually I, I didn't I really didn't like doing the admin stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I actually got a traditional job for a while and yeah. it just wasn't working with school. I was all my best, you know, my nine to five best time is gone and I, and there's nothing I can do about it if I'm working. So I actually ended up quitting that job and just kept the, kept the branding, you know, some of the branding from the VA business that is, you know, I would love to shout out. I don't think she's working anymore, which makes me so sad, but my designer did a fantastic job with my logo. Um, mm. Like I really, I, I'm really proud of it. So I, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep that. It's still, it's still relevant. Um, yeah. and I was like, I can't, you know, I can't be doing this. I need more control of my time. So I decided I like writing. I like being creative. I don't really want to sit at a desk. I was, I was pushing paperwork and I didn't really like it. Yeah. So I wanted to do something that I can it's kind of mind numbing and be boring. It's fucking, it's draining, right. man. Like it's, it's, it's so crushing. So I'm happy that you, you're doing something that's, that's interesting. There's a couple things that uh, we talked about that you may be able to help people with. And if, you know, um, they're about me section, reviewing that kind of stuff on their website, right. seeing how to optimize some of that, how to front load some things. And it really just yeah, seems like bios, things like that, clubhouse bios, things like that. So, uh, those are all areas that people really need to get help with in their businesses. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you see as, um, some of the conflicts that people have, like, uh, that you, cause you work with, uh, you know, with clients, what are some of the key areas of, uh, that they're having, like, you keep seeing come up as far as with their copywriting? Yeah, so I think the, the biggest key area is they start with kind of this is my product and this is what it does. And every you know that every, anybody can do that. But it, the question is, can you tie, can you tie your product to an emotional need that somebody else has? Can you get them to react emotionally to, to your product? The other thing is trying way too much, con you know, way too much content. People don't have time to read blocks and blocks of paragraphs. It really needs to kind of be, it needs to be spaced out, concise, short, sweet, you know, a lot of times short, sweet, and to the point. Um, and, and unless you, sometimes, some people actually have stuff where people want more, uh, you know, certain, you know, public speakers or coaches might want to provide a little bit more content out there and do long copy, but they have stuff that's really interesting and they're already really creative. So it's really about being able to, it's about how long is your is your content going to hold their interest, and how long do you need to hold their interest to make the conversion? Mm, so gotcha. that's the so that's the key. For most people, they need less. They probably need less, uh, mm -hmm. less writing, more um, you know, punching their brand, you know, in their own, whatever their own brand voice, like in their own brand voice, as interesting as possible, to keep people scrolling on their website to that call to action. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a really good point because, like you said, you helped me with some things too because. There's probably some shit I've said in the podcast that I'm like, oh, now, now I'm thinking like, okay, I got to go back. Now you gave me some homework. <laughs> now I got to go back and listen to episodes and figure out some really dope quotes. Mm -hmm. And they may put their image because then that, because my thing is I, I like to take one thing, like we do this podcast today. Um, I'm, I'm, I have another, I'm a few more scheduled this week. Um, I have a gentleman from London, um, a veteran that's actually served in the, uh, I believe believe the uh, the British Special Forces. Is oh wow, he's a badass. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. He's a badass. Um, 
but uh, yeah, he, he's going to be on there. And so now I'm going to be thinking about that. Okay. What ways can I leverage this content to where I'm not having to reinvent the wheel? I could take this. Um, I could publish it right, right now. We're on Facebook, my business page, my personal page, my, my group and on my YouTube channel, which that's four pieces of content right there. That's out. Right. Save right. me time. Um, now I can start taking people are like asking me, like my, my Instagram has gotten pretty good because I've been taking a lot of information from and connecting with people like yourself and other uh, professionals and kind of helping me to, uh, to tighten some things up, you know, and I, but I, I don't want to have to, I want to focus on, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing. Right. I know that this is my skill set. This is what I enjoy doing. Just like you said, during COVID, this podcast has really been therapeutic in a sense because it's been able for me to connect with new new people, interesting mm -hmm. people that are driven that I would have never even, to be honest, and this is going to sound kind of um, weird, but I feel like COVID for me, I don't know if it was for anybody else, but for me, it kind of had me slow down to speed up. I think I was doing a lot of things in my mm -hmm. business and in my life that were interesting um, to me but they weren't really effective. And so now I've kind of just taken a step back and said, okay, what can I get rid of and focus in? What is the big domino? The one thing that's going to really make everything else kind of like easier for me. And I really believe that doing this podcast for me is that. And I think that um, I kind of went on a tangent there, but I, I, I think that it's important to, to, like you said, it all comes back to being clear and concise in what you want to do. And if your messaging isn't, then if you're not clear, then your clients have no idea. I mean, if you're not clear, then there's no way they have any idea. It's true. Did anything in there trigger anything? Yeah, for sure. And I think that, you know, my job is like, is also kind of can help guide people's business, you know, in general, because if you don't have a clear, concise idea of where you're going, your messaging is definitely not going to be clear and concise. No. So you, so like, I mean, just for like basic business, you need to have a, I feel like you need to have a direction, you know, where you're going. I mean, some people are, are serial entrepreneurs but where they have lots of ideas, but they focus on one thing at a time, make that the main thing. And then, you know, and then whenever they can pass it off or right. delegate or whatever they do, then they move, they move on to the next one. So you really have to get that clear, concise focus plus the messaging. I think that what you just said, there's very important to, to foot stomp because I've had a lot of people say, man, you're doing a lot of stuff. I'm like, nah, not really mm -hmm. because everything is leading to the main thing. So right. it's not like I'm like I, I could say if I was like some Kevin Hart type figure where he's like in movies and he's doing stand up and he's like he's prolific, you know what I'm saying? But you don't have to be prolific in your business. Figure out what like for example, I say to this people like and you're you're a perfect example of this. Um, if you listen to podcasts and you enjoy podcasts and you probably and you run a business, you should probably start a podcast because you'll understand what's good in that space. If you're an author or like if you like to write, read blogs. And and you're the guy that's commenting on people's stuff, and you know mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're 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 like this. Uh, you probably should write a blog. Like honestly, do you have you thought about like blogging on some of this stuff too? I, I have. Um, I think that I'm more. I really enjoy find I'm enjoying the networking stuff more than okay. writing like long form content. Like for I don't really enjoy. There's so much. Blogs, there's different so type of copy, copy though, right? There's long form copy, and then there's there what you're trying to focus on, right? But blogs blogs fall under usually fall under content so like long form copy it would be you know an example would be like a white paper for mm -hmm. and actually i might try and talk to a client i talked to a client last week and he's trying to he's trying to make an app to 
provide secure com communication between teachers, parents, and students so that parents can monitor, monitor and make sure that nothing sketchy is going on with, you know, with, with what the teachers are, because in this day and age, you know, teachers have 24, you know, could potentially have 24 seven access to, to students. And I can, you can imagine that that might cause some problems. He, his issue now is the parents aren't going to pay for it. It would be the, it would be on the school end, mm. but schools are so bureaucratic and kind of a pain <laughs> that it can be, it's really difficult to get them to buy in. Plus it's also, you're also asking in a, in a way you're kind of asking the foxes to, to please, you know, protect the hen house. In, nice. in a sense there too. Because like, they don't want to, they don't want to expose that trouble. Like they don't, they don't, they have enough, you know, they have enough problems to deal with. They don't want to expose additional stuff. They want to put out fires. They don't want to prevent, they're not as much. They want to increase the fires. thing is, is like, is this the reason why you need to partner with people in your business? I don't, you know, say I, I know that on Clubhouse, I have all, all these coaches. For me, I like to just give people a strategy and, and partner with them and collaborate on projects. We're talking about that as well. Right. It's hard to like, for, your, for example, with that analogy there, for him to say, all right, I have to develop the app. I have to market the app. I have to do all the copy, all the things. Mm -hmm. You need to, at some point, delegate or at least work with somebody that's in that space to save you some time and headache. They've already gone through that. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah so true. as we're kind of winding down, man, listen, first of all, Rob, I want to thank you for doing the podcast. I think you did an incredible job. Thank um, you. Yeah, man. So, so what's uh, so uh, before before we wrap up, man? So, how 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 soon until you're done with the school stuff and you're and you're gonna be um, kind of doing uh, your chaplain stuff? I'm, 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 so I'm, I'm, it'll be like two years. It'll be two years before I'm done with school. Plus, mm -hmm. they, the the military wants me to have two years of um of like of you know full time ministry, mm -hmm. you know civilian you know civilian side service. So it's. Yeah. It's a it's a long grind. It's, it's it's been a commitment, but it's just something that I there, I see the need for it, mm -hmm. and I and I sense like that's that's what I'm supposed to do, and I'm finding I'm you know I'm pretty good at it. Like I've had a few you know I've had a few people like call me, and we have like we have you know that they're struggling and they they just need uh, they need somebody to talk to, and I found that I've been able to just really listen and to you know what <laughs> it keeps kind of coming back to this, but like clearly. And concisely, like speaking back into their lives, because they don't need me to be go on a spiel. They don't. Most of these people don't need a sermon, you know, when they're when they're when they're struggling, you know, just kind of, you know, listen, you know, listening, giving them feedback to show them that you're listening. And if there is, you know, if there is any, you know, if they ask for it or if they need it to provide the resources that they need to, to you know, cope or be successful. Man, you're gonna have a great career, man. You just gave me chills, man. You know. One veteran to another, man. You know, I, I, we need more dudes like you. Big hearts, uh, care about the soldiers, uh, sailors, mm -hmm. marines, and you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, we definitely need. And the spacemen too. Don't forget the spacemen. Yeah, the policemen too. We got we got a lot no, of space. people that. But please do, but the space force. Don't forget the space force. No, don't forget the space force. Yeah, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we got we got a lot of people that uh, that need your help. Is what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. And um. And like I said, man, uh, you're gonna do some great things uh, in your in your personal career, I'm sure, and then in, in your military career, absolutely. And uh, so, as we're kind of winding down, listen, guys, the audience, if you guys got any value out of this podcast, please like, share it with a few people, and don't forget to uh, hit up Rob uh, either on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever you see this podcast, um, or even on LinkedIn. Hit up Rob uh, and. Send him a DM and with the word concise, and he will do a quick website review. I use my website. 
uh, I, I went under the uh, under the cutting board, and, and Rob, you know, what I'm saying he was real nice. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> maybe 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 after the podcast, I tell you what he really thought. But uh, but thanks, man, I appreciate that. Um, and I like to leave my guests with the last word. So as it relates to anything we talk about today, Robert, um, uh, concise copywriting or anything like that, what would you like to leave our audience with, my friend? Yeah, so, so what I would like to leave you guys with is your brand, like ultimately your brand is everything. So make sure that you focus your brand towards, towards your customers. Think what will my customers be interested in? What's the best thing about my product that my customers are going to love and apply to their lives? And that's the first thing that you should have on all your branding and on your, and especially on your website.